doing well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, it's it's nine o'clock. You think you can start? Recording in progress. Yes, we can start. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Karen. Uh, 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 good, good morning, honourable members, um, support staff of, uh, of 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 the committee, members of the public who are on the platform, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today we <clears throat> we are getting presentation uh, and comments. Um, from South African Local Government Association, SALGA, on the Division of, Reve Division of Revenue Bill. Um, well, 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 welcome as, as, as SALGA, uh, indicate who's leading the delegation when I, when I ask you. But for now, Darren, do you have any apologies? Mr. Chairperson, we received two apologies for today's meeting. They are from Ms. Langwini and from Ms. Dikhale. Okay, let's 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 note those uh, uh, <clears throat> um, those apologies. Um, honourable members from from Salga, uh, can we indicate who's who's leading the delegation, um, and then after that. Um, you'll, you'll start with your presentation and we'll, 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 we'll take it from there. Thank you very much, Chairperson. <clears throat> uh, my name is Lesecha uh, Dikhale. Uh, I am uh, the recently elected uh, member of the National Executive Committee of SALCAM. I will be leading the delegation uh, to engage with uh, your honourable selves. Can I proceed to the next point? Yeah, the, you, you are very much well, 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 welcome, say, and 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 your delegation. We we have got an honourable member who's the Hale. Unfortunately, she has just tendered her apology, and she decided to send you. So you'll be also representing her, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. She's she's my sister-in-law. She's married to my brother, who is the chief in Radikale in uh, 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 Limpopo, and she's also my cousin because she comes from my uh, aunt side. So yeah, it's terrible that she's not here today. <laughs> okay, okay. No, you're very much well, well, welcome, uh, Mr. Dehale. Uh, no, it's good, Chair, that uh, she's not here today. Really now. <laughs> Um, um, let's 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 allow um, Mr. Tihale to 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 continue. This is this is royalty, um, so they you don't accept them. Yeah, no. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Telezi, for your warm welcome. 
um, as the newly elected uh, uh, NEC, and uh, on behalf of all members of the NEC who are not here, we want to firstly uh, thank you, Honorable uh, Chair, uh, uh, Honorable Buteledi. We want also to uh, greet the Standing Committee uh, members and say good morning to all of you, Honorable Members. On behalf of uh, the recently elected uh, Salga NEC, one wants to take this opportunity to thank the committee for inviting and interacting and engaging with us as Salga on this critical matter, uh, on how best can we appropriate our nationally coll uh, collected revenue. We further want to thank uh, through the committee, the parliament for through a written notice acknowledging and welcoming the newly elected Salga NEC. Uh, as we start this uh, new journey, we want to emphasize the spirit of cooperation and invite the committee to become part of the key role players and uh, if possible, influencers in the commitment of putting local government on a professional footing that will ensure that as we move forward, we are able to deliver on the services expected by our people. We want to thank also this committee for inviting us immediately after our election, because we believe interacting with this committee will give us an opportunity to establish long-term relationship in our five-year journey as the NEC. We also believe that uh, this committee will form part of those who will be lobbying for local government, particularly uh, for rural and small town municipalities who will be, and it has always been a challenge for them to deal with their financial, institutional, and most importantly, service delivery requirement like water, uh, basic sanitation, which is important for our citizens to have. So we believe this committee will form part of that lobby. As this new uh, NEC believe that in all spheres of government, if we cooperate for developmental objective through instrument like DDM, the incremental budget allocation as uh, started in this uh, MTF uh, budget, uh, budget policy statement by the uh, minister will also assist local government to overcome the serious challenges facing this sphere of government. We also want to say in response to all the issues raised in this uh, appropriation bill, my team, which consists of uh, Homoto Letsazi, who is uh, Chief uh, Municipal Finance, and also Neva 
Nkotri, who is uh, the head of uh, uh, portfolio head for municipal finance, who will further engage in details uh, the appropriation bill. And at this point in time, Chair, if you so allow, I would uh, request that Ntatengaeba uh, give us a uh, detailed response to the appropriation bill as indicated by the minister. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, uh, Chairperson. Uh, and thank you, uh, Councillor De Khale. Uh, I would like to extend my uh, warm greetings to the members of the committee. And without uh, further ado, I trust my uh, screen is visible to all uh, participants. Yes, it, yes, it is. Yes, thank you. The Salga's uh, comments on the 2022 Division of Revenue Bill uh, is contained in this presentation, uh, which outline it as reflected on the screen. Uh, I would then go and touch on each of the elements uh, of Salga's uh, commentary on the 2022 Division of Revenue Bill. The purpose of the presentation is to provide the Standing Committee on Appropriations with organized local governments uh, comments on the 2022 Division of Revenue Bill. And as part of the background relating true to constitutional and legislative uh, matters, uh, the Constitution of the Republic uh, in Section 2142 uh, requires that uh, Parliament, prior to enacting the Division of Revenue Bill, organize local government amongst other stakeholders uh, be consulted. Uh, in this instance, this consultation uh, seeks to ensure that the need, uh, things that it needs to take into account, is the need to ensure that municipalities are able to provide basic services and perform the functions allocated true to them. Uh, that's point D that I'm emphasizing, it's the bolded areas, as well as that the fiscal capacity and efficiency of municipalities uh, must be taken into account with the developmental and other needs of local government and municipalities also be considered. Uh, and lastly, in the point of emphasis, it's also on the obligations of municipalities in terms of national legislation. In respect of uh, legislative background, the Intergovernmental Fiscal Relations Act, uh, it describes the budget forum, which is a body that is constituted by the three spheres of government, with SALGA being a representative body for the local sphere of government wherein we participate. And uh, it's outlined its role in the Act uh, as dealing with uh, fiscal and budgetary or financial matters uh, affecting the local sphere, uh, to also uh, deliberate on any proposed legislation or policy which has financial implication on the local uh, sphere of government. And any matter concerning financial management, uh, monitoring finances of local government, and any other matter which the Minister of Finance may uh, refer to the forum. So the brief background of this is also that SALGA participates in the budget forum process 
that culminates in the budget that had been uh, presented uh, by the minister uh, on the 23rd of February. Mr. Mpokum? Yes, sir. Just, just a second. Can we just make sure that our 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 videos are are, are on? Um, uh, that's that's a, a, a request from our IT people. Um, the the people of South Africa want to see who's talking. Yes, it is on. It is on. Okay. All all yes. the all the other speakers then please let, let them do that. Thank thank you so much. Sorry for interrupting you. Continue. No, thank you. Uh, then in compliance with the constitutional and legislative uh, provisions. Uh, I would start off that uh, firstly, last year, 27 August 2021, uh, organized local government uh, consulted with the FFC uh, on the 2022-23 Division of Revenue Bill. And uh, most recently, there was a technical budget forum on 28 January, uh, consulting on the uh, 2022 uh, Division of Revenue. Uh, this was followed by the budget forum that was uh, held on 7th February. And then, as indicated, the minister uh, delivered the budget uh, on the 23rd of February. And today we are appearing before the standing committee on appropriations. Uh, and then what would that follow suit? I think it's us uh, interfacing with the NCOP. In our... Uh, formulating our comments and analysis, we also uh, had a look at the macroeconomic outlook. Uh, in the domestic outlook, uh, as a component of the macroeconomic outlook, we noted that the projected GDP for the 2021, it's a 4.8% with uh, 2022 at 2.1%. And that the real GDP growth is expected to moderate uh, to 1.7% in 2024. The projected CPI uh, for the same period uh, is projected uh, at 4.5%. That would increase uh, in 2022 okay. to 4.8%. And it then would continue to stabilize. Um, is there? My apologies again. Can we make sure that uh, our 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 mics are muted? Uh, this is only Mr. Mkoko who's, who's talking. So all other mics should be uh, muted, please, so that we don't we don't we don't disturb him. Mr. Mkoko, sorry for that. Let's 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 continue. Oh, thank you, Chairperson. Yeah, with the headline inflation projected at 48% uh, in 2022 and thereby stabilizing at about 4.5% in the 2020, in 2024. Uh, key points uh, emanating from the economic outlook, uh, it's the significant risks that have been considered and attached to the budget as presented. Uh, these uh, were summarized and are split into two. Uh, firstly, the global uh, growth, which could slow more rapidly if supply chain bottlenecks persist. And uh, as uh, the committee would know, uh, there has been uh, various other developments in the international sphere uh, that would threaten particularly the escalation in terms of uh, rising infl inflation expectations 
with the limitations on the supply, particularly of uh, energy, uh, that has a ripple effect overall in terms of uh, pricing of goods and services that we uh, consume. Domestically, uh, supply constraints linked to raw material shortages, disruptions in global supply chains, and elevated production costs uh, could lead to higher consumer inflation. Uh, these are the risk factors uh, that it, uh, are considered in the, in the budget and have been uh, highlighted. Also, uh, not forgetting the unreliable electricity supply, which remains a serious constraint on dom domestic growth. Uh, in, in, in conclusion, in the macroeconomic outlook, a further deterioration in public finances due to spending pressures and the materialization of contingent liabilities could trigger additional uh, credit rating down, downgrades, increasing borrowing costs, and crowding out both the private and public investments. And then the next aspect that we look at uh, prior us to our analysis and formulating our uh, comments is the fiscal policy outlook. Uh, what we have then compared uh, is the 2022 Division of Revenue uh, Bill uh, versus the 2021 MTPPS, uh, which was presented last year. The 2022 budget, it's the orange uh, line. Uh, we note that the fiscal deficit as a percentage of GDP, of GDP narrows uh, to 5.7% versus the 7.8%. Uh, which was a projection at the MTPPS stage. Uh, all of this improvement had been uh, facilitated by a higher uh, commodity pricing, uh, which has uh, resulted in a, a windfall in terms of revenue uh, collections, thereby necessi necessitating that the additional revenues, amongst others, be utilized uh, to narrow uh, the budget deficit it is projected that the, the budget deficit will narrow uh, from the 5.7% of GDP in 2021 to 4.2% uh, of GDP in 2024-25. The gross loan debt as well is expected to increase from 4.35 trillion or 69.5% of GDP in 2021-22 to the 5 0.43 trillion or 75.1% of GDP by 2024-21. Uh, and it is expected to stabilize at 75.1%, uh, also indicating a, a downward uh, improvement uh, uh, trajectory, which is an improvement when one compares it through to the 2021 MTPPS. Uh, here we ref reflect on the consolidated uh, government fiscal framework, where we also note that the revenue uh, for the 2022-23 is uh, projected at uh, 1.7 trillion, and that escalates up to 1.8 trillion, up to 1.9 in 2024-25. That's that. And then the key points uh, from the 2022 budget, which would like just to highlight, is that the budget deficits decreased by 135.7 billion relative to true to the uh, projections that we had at the 2021 budget estimate. Uh, this is mainly due to 
strong revenue uh, performance. I highlighted earlier that the higher commodity uh, pricing uh, from our mining sector has actually contributed significantly uh, of this, although the persistence uh, won't be uh, sustained in the long term, but the upward trajectory uh, would still uh, be maintained. Tax receipts for 2021-22 have exceeded initial expectations and are now projected to reach uh, 1.55 trillion compared to the estimated 1.37 at the time of the 2021 budget. Uh, Some of this improvement in revenue collection is expected to continue over the MTF period. Uh, Another thorny issue that we cannot uh, ignore is the official unemployment rate, uh, which has breached uh, the ceiling of 34.9% in yet again in the third quarter of 2021. And that has also uh, been uh, exacerbated uh, by the COVID-19 lockdowns, uh, as well as the outbreak of the July uh, 2021 unrest. Uh, But overall, the fiscal policy uh, still uh, stays the the, the plotted uh, route of uh, fiscal consolidation with government commitments uh, to returning to the public finances to a sustainable position, uh, meaning that it will achieve uh, a primary uh, surplus uh, one year earlier than uh, earlier projected in the 2021 MTPPS. The primary surplus indicates that the revenue would be higher than non-interest spending uh, in 2023-24. This is... uh, Suppose all other variables uh, remain uh, constant, Chairperson. Uh, and then, after having looked at the uh, fiscal policy as well as the uh, macroeconomic outlook, we did our analysis. And uh, the committee would be familiar with this slide because it's something that we always uh, present, particularly when Salga uh, raises at the various IGR fora our concern about the allocation of nationally raised revenue uh, to the local sphere of government. You will note that on the right-hand side, uh, what is reflected is the vertical allocation indicating the share of, of the local sphere uh, at the 2021 MTPPS, which was sitting at 8.5%. And there has been a marked improvement uh, indicating uh, a 9.1% uh, allocation uh, for the 2022-23 financial year. When you consider then the share of the local sphere over the MTF period, uh, that is then if you were to sum uh, the financial years 2022-23 up to the 2024-25, you then obtain an average allocation of 48.8% for national government, uh, 41.4% uh, to provinces and 9.8% uh, to local government, which is uh, what Salga has been advocating and lobbying for. And uh, we're starting seeing the realization of an upward movement in the uh, share of local government in nationally raised uh, revenue. Uh, this uh, slide uh, actually compares from the MT 2021 MTPPS versus the 2020, uh, 
two uh, budget, wherein as it stood at the MTPPS, uh, the local sphere was projected at 9.3%. Uh, however, there's been a, a slight uh, downward movement at 9.1%, but overall compared to the 8.5% that the local sphere uh, had, this still reflects an upward movement. And for the two outer years uh, of the MTF cycle, there is a, 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 a projected a upward uh, adjustment in the overall uh, share, wherein it is anticipated that for the 2023-24, the local sphere of government will uh, get uh, 10%. Uh, and then the the other year, uh, the outer year, 10.2%. We've even gone further now uh, in focusing on the 2022-23 in terms of our analysis, observed that overall the local sphere of government uh, would then obtain a, a share from nationally uh, raised revenue of 150.6 billion. Uh, if you were to compare the two figures if you look at 2021-22, there's been a, a marked a improvement of 11.3% uh, from increasing from the 135.3 uh, billion. Over the MTF, uh, what has been summed, uh, what is uh, set aside for the local sphere is 481.2 uh, billion. The various other components also uh, show an upward trajectory uh, with the equitable share allocation increasing by 15.3% to 87.3, uh, conditional grants increasing by 6.7% uh, to 48 uh, billion. The general fuel levy uh, share with metros uh, it's, uh, merely reflects an inflation, inflationary adjustment uh, up to 15.3 uh, billion. The annual growth rates. Uh, Compared to the other uh, spheres of government, the orange line reflects the annual uh, growth percentage uh, for the local sphere, uh, which is at 11.3, and then it uh, tapers a bit to 6.6 and 6%. You'll note that the growth rate uh, for the provinces as well as national uh, is uh, much uh, lower than uh, for local government which also indicates to us is the realization of what uh, Salga has been raising as concern over the years, particularly about the adequacy of what the local sphere of government has been uh, allocated from the national uh, nationally raised revenue. The, in the 2022 uh, Division of Revenue Bill, there are changes uh, to direct uh, grants through to local government the major ones uh, involve the Neighborhood Development Partnership Grant, where it is allocated 800 million in 2022-23 for the city-led employment program forming part of the Presidential Employment Initiative, as well as the Municipal Disaster Recovery Grant, wherein it is allocated 26 million in 2022-23, 321 million in 2023-24 to reconstruct and rehabilitate municipal infrastructure that had been damaged by uh, floods and storms in Guazulu Natal in 2019-20. The public transport network grant uh, allocations are reduced by 754 million in 2022-23 
this is at the request of our uh, municipalities, uh, particularly in line with the implementation plan of phase two of the My City project for the city of Cape Town, uh, as well as a, 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 an adjustment uh, from MIC uh, for Mpulukwane local municipality uh, to the integrated urban development grant of uh, 10 million in order to fund a sports project uh, in Pulukwane uh, municipality. And then uh, Salga's comments on the 2022 division of revenue bill, what we've observed, uh, particularly in the policy uh, space, particularly on government's steadfast commitment to retaining public finances to a sustainable position, uh, indicating that it would then achieve this primary surplus uh, a year earlier than anticipated. Uh, Salga notes uh, the fiscal consolidation cost that was plotted to narrow the budget deficit, uh, is, and we note that it's promising uh, to bear results, notwithstanding the risk factors uh, that had been cited uh, previously. Uh, members would note that Salga uh, previously supported the fiscal consolidation uh, as, a, as being critical to reduce the public uh, debt burden, as well as uh, restore investor confidence and avoid overexposure to global and domestic uh, risks. Uh, Salga continues to support the initiative. In relation to, to the local uh, government fiscal framework, uh, you note that in this uh, 2022 Division of Revenue Bill, local government allocations are increasing uh, by a total of 30.7 billion, uh, where, where 28.9 billion uh, is, is earmarked for the local government equitable share and the 1.8 billion uh, in direct conditional grants. Uh, Salga welcomes the adjustments uh, to the local government fiscal uh, framework because it accords with what the organization has been lobbying and advocating uh, for at the budget forum, uh, where I indicated earlier where we participate, uh, parliament and various other uh, IGR fora. Uh, furthermore, we note that the increase in the allocation to local government over the MTF cycle will gradually bring to reality the promise uh, contained in the white paper on local government of an equitable share of nationally raised revenue. On the municipal capacity building uh, component, uh, the 2022 Division of Revenue Bill uh, indicates the number of municipalities in financial distress uh, in terms of the dating and the indicators that are used by Treasury to measure this has uh, actually grown from the 86 uh, municipalities in 2018 14 275 in 2019 20 and uh, it is also uh, worryingly indicated that municipalities have passed uh, unfunded budgets furthermore in regards to to the review that was undertaken uh, by national treasury uh, it in terms of the municipal capacity building initiatives uh, noted certain of uh, deficiencies uh, amongst uh, senior municipal ex executives and technical managers that are responsible for advising political office bearers as a major contributor uh, to the poor performance. And the findings 
of this uh, review uh, indicates that uh, radical changes to the current capacity building system uh, needs to be realized. And uh, amongst others, it would require that the efforts of the various supporting institutions uh, across government be coordinated. And it highlights uh, four guiding principles, uh, which are the need for a clear focus uh, on developing uh, capabilities, a problem-led uh, approach, uh, as well as the inclusion of municipalities in designing and implementing the system, as well as an integrated approach, uh, rather than uh, separate capacity building uh, responsibilities across uh, different supporting uh, institutions. Uh, in our comments in regards to, to the, this aspect, is that uh, SALGA, in addition, particularly amongst other uh, training initiatives and uh, tools that have been developed, uh, there is a good practice guide on municipal financial management, uh, which has been developed by SALGA with a view to improve the capacity of municipal officials and their political leadership. I think the members of the committee would be aware that uh, post the local government elections in November last year, I think since 29 November to date, SALGA has been rolling out uh, the generic uh, integrated uh, councillor induction program whereby we train municipality uh, councillors and induct them into the uh, local sphere of government. That also uh, incorporates uh, this good practice guide on municipal financial management because it goes into detail uh, on each element as to if in the municipal budget, what must uh, a councillor look for, what questions need to be asked, uh, the SDPIP, uh, the ITP process, etc. Et such then that all what had been promised to communities is uh, gradually realised, also observing the prescripts that uh, prevail in the sector. Furthermore, uh, currently SAGA is rolling out a municipal finance a integrated councillor induction program uh, and workshops that are targeting municipal officials uh, still uh, focusing on this good practice guide on municipal finance. Another change uh, is that SALGA is now focusing on targeted and custom designed capacity building initiatives, which would be coupled with accredited programs and assessment-based training thereby uh, negating you know these attendance uh, workshops or training whereby one just simply attends whether they grasp anything there there's no assessment at the end of the day so part of the shift is more to focus on accredited programs that are assessment based as part of uh, building the capacity so all of this addresses the aspects that are raised on the 2022 division of revenue bill furthermore SALGA is also in agreement with the coordination of initiatives targeted at municipalities, uh, particularly where the 2022 Division of Revenue uh, requires that an integrated approach be adopted. In fact, uh, both for the generic ICIP that SALGA implemented uh, and as well as the municipal finance uh, ICIP, uh, the, all of these are offered in collaboration with external uh, stakeholders. Uh, for instance, even the municipal finance ICIP, this is offered in collaboration with national and provincial treasuries, 
the Department of Cooperative Governance and at provincial level, the COGSTA uh, is also involved, the South African Revenue Services and the LGCTA. And in the implementation and overseeing the project rollout, we hold regular ICIP steering committee sessions, uh, which are convened as part of the project management with all the stakeholders, thereby indicating that, that this radical change to the current capacity building system is being implemented uh, as we speak. The development and accredited, uh, further, we've also developed an accredited project preparation uh, financing uh, training. The course uh, seeks to build initiative, uh, seeks to build capacity for major capital projects. Uh, and what it has been done, it has included in the current financial year 20 piloted municipalities to ensure that the learning outcomes address the deficiencies agreed with municipalities. Therefore, also indicating it's not a, a top down approach, but bottom up approach in that the municipalities themselves are consulted when we come through uh, to these uh, courses and the design thereof. In terms of the municipal revenue, uh, the 2022 Division of Revenue also makes reference to the enforcement of credit control measures where revenue is, is, is not paid. I would just want to highlight that in, in, in the recently held uh, Salga Quinquennial uh, National Conference, uh, it resolved, amongst others, to encourage municipalities to strictly implement their credit control pol policies in an effort to manage escalating debt owing to municipalities, uh, particularly in collecting debt from customers who are able to pay but not willing, as opposed to the uh, in, in, indigent uh, customers. Further, the Key matters on the division, 2022 Division of Revenue. Uh, in the National Treasury has uh, proposed changes to the municipal borrowing uh, policy framework, where these changes aim to increase the permissible term to maturity of uh, borrowing uh, to strengthen the secondary market for municipal debt instruments and better define the role of, of uh, development final institutions uh, to avoid their crowding out the private sector. SALGA is collaborating with the DBSA, particularly the Infrastructure Fund, in an effort to facilitate the uptake of long-term borrowing instruments for major capital projects. As I indicated in the previous slide, that there is an accredited capacity building initiative on project preparation and financing uh, which focuses in building capacity of municipalities to be able to develop bankable projects that could withstand a scrutiny of uh, finance institutions in terms of financing major capital projects, uh, thereby enable uh, municipalities to access these innovative financing instruments uh, for cap uh, major capital uh, investments. Uh, in relation to, to the changes through to the uh, direct uh, conditional grants, uh, I've alluded through to the major changes there. Now I'll just simply focus and respect what uh, our comment, comments are, particularly uh, to the major ones. In respect of the Neighborhood Development Partnership, uh, it is a, a welcome, uh, although we note that uh, it is a, a 
a grant that is a temporary in nature uh, due to its response to the COVID-19 impact on the economy. However, we do note a risk of placing an expectation on municipalities to provide this form of employment uh, for the medium to long-term period, even after the funds are no longer available. You'll note that I think even from the State of the Nation address, uh, the presidential uh, initiative uh, in relation to to the uh, employment uh, initiative uh, to uh, deal or address some of the COVID-19 impact on the economy. In regard to to the Municipal Disaster Recovery Grant, Salga highlights the need to factor in rapid uh, disbursements of of this grant through to municipality in case of uh, disaster. As you would note, particularly with these additional allocations, which are targeted for the floods and storms that had uh, occurred in KwaZulu Natal in 2019-2020, the timing uh, might not have the requisite impact. would also like to draw that uh, the attention that uh, we need to learn from lessons uh, during the COVID hard lockdown in terms of response responsiveness for the disbursements of these grants. And then uh, for the last two, the public transport network grant as well as the uh, integrated urban development grant, as Salga notes uh, the changes as these were necessitated uh, by our uh, members. In terms of our conclusions and the recommendations, uh, Chairperson, Salga acknowledges the tough economic and uh, fiscal environment that the country finds itself, and uh, that was uh, further exacerbated by the uh, July 2021 unrest and significantly by the negative impact of the COVID-19 that it had had on the economy. Uh, Salga welcomes the 2022 budget as presented by the Minister of Finance in that it recognizes that local government cannot uh, be solely responsible for redistribution and national government has a critical role to play in this regard, particularly with respect to subsidizing the provision of basic uh, services. Uh, This is in, in accordance with the White Paper on Local Government. And as uh, articulated earlier, the 28.9 billion uh, that has been uh, earmarked for equitable share, it is intended uh, to subsidize the provision of basic services through to uh, our communities uh, who are unable uh, to pay uh, due to unaffordability as well as uh, uh, the COVID-19 impact on the economy. Salga supports uh, measures of getting consumers uh, of municipal services, including government departments, to pay for what they consume. Uh, Salga will continue to participate at the uh, multidisciplinary revenue committee, where we engage with stakeholders, particularly uh, ESCOM, Department of Water and Sanitation, the Water Boards, National Treasury, uh, Department of Cooperative Governance, in ensuring that uh, measures are put in place to uh, encourage our communities uh, to pay uh, for services consumed. Uh, to this end, 
there is a response, a responsible citizenry campaign that in the MTRC has been developed and it is being rolled out across provinces. Further, Salga welcomes the increase in the allocation of local government equitable share by that 28.9 billion over the MTF. Uh, to cover shortfalls from all services that cannot be recovered through charges to poor households, as well as the additional allocation of 1.8 billion in direct conditional grants. As the resource allocation uh, to local governments are projected to increase over the MTF uh, cycle, SALGA uh, to continue to impl- will so continue to implement the NC resolutions relating to accountability and consequence management at municipalities. Uh, this, when we've appeared before at this committee, there had always been also a concern raised that in terms of the audit outcomes of municipalities, uh, adverse audit opinions are always uh, presented by the Auditor General, and what is SALGA doing in ensuring that uh, there is that accountability and consequence management. In previous uh, sessions of this committee, we did allude through to the NEC resolution, particularly of uh, 20 July uh, 2020, as well as uh, 23 uh, July uh, 2021, particularly where the Salga NEC had adopted uh, measures, particularly to extract uh, accountability and consequence management at municipalities and would continue to do so, uh, particularly more so in view of the uh, recognition of what uh, Salga has been raising as a concern in the increasing the allocations to the local sphere to ensure that the funds are actually utilized for what they're intended for. <clears throat> Salga uh, supports the macroeconomic strategy of government, including the fiscal consolidation to cap additional spending and maintain ex- the expenditure ceiling, as well as reducing the budget deficit and the debt uh, to GDP ratio. Our recommendations uh, are that <clears throat> the upward trajectory in local government allocations from nationally raised revenue uh, be maintained in order to realize the aspirations contained on the white paper on local government in respect of subsidizing the provision of basic services. And lastly, uh, the proposed increase in the allocation to, over, to local government over the next three years will note that it will, uh, and hope it will gradually bring to reality the promise contained on the white paper of local government of an equitable share of nationally raised uh, revenue. Uh, consequently, uh, organized local government supports the 2022 Division of Revenue Bill. I thank you, uh, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, <clears throat> Councillor De Halle and Mr. Mkotu for the, for the presentation. Now, uh, the, what we do, I'll be asking the oral members to interact with their presentation. And um, I'll request you to note the questions as they uh, 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 pose them, right? So that uh, the, after that, you'll, you'll be given an opportunity to respond to the questions or perhaps even to the uh, to, to the comments. Oral mem- members, it's, it's your turn. You know how we do it. Can I get indications of oral members who would like to uh, interact with the presentation? Chair, it's Honorable Sarupin, please. 
She has been trying to, to connect and she has been told to wait. It's nice over seven, eight minutes. Can you attend to that? So, uh, yes, I've got Thank you, sir. Thank you. Any other oral member would like to come in? Okay. We know how we do it. Uh, five minutes maximum. If we still have time, we'll come back. Start with Orabul Sarupen. My stopwatch starts. Thank you very much, Chen. Apologies for the video. Uh, my bandwidth, as you are aware, is an issue. Chairperson, um, let me first thank Salga for the presentation and coming to this committee. I have several questions. Let me start with the first elephant in the room, and that is around municipal debt to ESCOM. Obviously, the state pays a lot over a lot of money to municipalities in terms of the Division of Revenue Act to municipalities to fund their operations and to make sure that they can deliver services to communities. Now, the state also, every financial year for the next 10 years, eight years still to go, gives ESCOM about 20 billion rand. We know that municipality, municipal debt has now reached that 20 billion rand total, and it is, and I believe it's up to about 35 billion now. Um, I'd like to understand what Salga is doing to ensure that municipalities honor their ESCOM debts because it is crowding out space um, for other things, including municipal infrastructure grants and so on from the national government. And that money could be far better spent helping local service delivery. So I'd, understand, I'd like to understand what Salga is doing to make sure that municipalities do meet their obligations to ESCOM. Um, and I'm not talking about short-term debt of 15 or 30 days. There's long-term systemic debt um, that goes back years that needs to be dealt with. So that's my first question. My second question, Chair, is with regards to municipalities dealing with unfunded mandates, particularly metros. Um, and we've seen a lot of things being pushed down, particularly by provinces to municipalities, um, but also from national to municipalities in terms of unfunded mandates. I'd like to understand from Salga, um, which are the biggest problems in terms of unfunded mandates that they've identified and what should national government not be pushing down in terms of unfunded mandates in their opinion? Um, because I do think that is becoming a bit of a problem. Then chair, in respect of the, um, obviously this year has a much higher um, allocation to provinces and municipalities than the last financial year. I would like to understand what the impact of last year's lower allocation has been in the view of Salga to municipalities um, and what the consequences have been as well. A particular local service delivery, and if they've seen a deterioration as a consequence of the previous financial year's reduced allocation. Chair, I think I'll leave it at that. I'm sure the rest of the members have lots of questions. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Sarupen. Honorable Sheikh, ma'am. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, and thank you, Salga, for your presentation. Now, I have a whole host of questions here, but I think my colleagues are going to cover some. The first one is going to be 
what is the role of Salga? And I know you talk about a new executive, but everyone that have come here have said exactly the same thing, how they're going to change things, how they're going to be more effective, how they're going to ensure we get more value for money, how we're going to ensure that proper and decent services are delivered to our people. But believe me, year in and year out, this particular committee has highlighted so many weaknesses in the system, but very little or nothing happened. To such an extent that some of us asked the question, is there any purpose even in having these oversight mechanisms if they are not going to yield positive results? So my first question to you is, you must know, and this is not even open for discussion, you must know about the amount of money that is looted from local government in the level, particularly through the procurement of goods and services. You are aware that it has been highlighted repeatedly, even by the CEO of supply chain. You are aware of people, uh, uh, particularly private sector that is in collusion with the public sector. And yet Selga has done nothing, let me repeat, has done nothing in all these years to say, let us try and close these gaps and make sure that, of course, we get value for money because we're losing about 300 billion rand at least a year in this country. A lot of it is from local government. As I sit here, I can tell you there will be meetings taking place between the public and private sector at municipal level who's getting which tender. Based on that, rather than us defending ourselves, my question to you is going to be on this particular issue. Will you be able to influence all local government structures to ensure there is a transparent and credible process of procurement so that the communities in which these municipalities are will be able to provide on a monthly report to its people which contracts were awarded, who are the contractors, what is the value of the contract, and what is the value of each item. There's no reason why anything should be private in this country because this is taxpayers' money. So will you consider that, rather than me having a debate on it, to put some measures of that nature? Number two, now, many people on the ground, I give you a good example. Itegwini is in a shocking condition. When I tell you shocking is an understatement. They don't even have money to pay the security at the moment. On the beach, which is supposed to be a tourist attraction. What different you're going to do to ensure that your oversight mechanisms that are going to be put in place is you're going to be in, on the top of it and make sure that these municipalities deliver the proper services to the people. Now, having said that, I want to know what mechanisms you're going to put to work with the people on the ground to be your eyes and ears. What me measure of communication are you going to create so that you will get firsthand? Uh, uh, you know, people are complaining to different uh, 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 structures and nothing is happening. The same thing is actually deteriorating over a period of time. What is Salga going to do differently? Must understand this, that particularly rural municipalities find themselves in a very difficult situation because they don't generate enough income. And of course, there are politicians and leaders go out and tell people don't pay for these services. And so that's another problem. 
what role are you going to play using your influence at an international level to take development to all these local municipalities all over the rural areas and urban areas together with your counterparts in these different structures what would you do to be able to ensure they become self sufficient because they cannot survive on handouts from national government alone that's the problem. what is your stance on escom saying they're going to switch off electricity and things when the municipalities are not able to pay their debt but very importantly at the same time these municipalities do not have the capacity i personally can tell you that i've tried to get prepaid meters in durban to wait for two years and three years to get prepaid meter so people also want to pay you can't even provide the services when i say you i mean the municipalities how are you going to be able to ensure that first of all the municipalities pay their debt because remember at the end of the day the people on the ground are going to suffer when escom who is threatening to cut off these things okay so there is a solution because people are willing if you put prepaid meters they're going to pay but they don't even have the capacity to roll those things out that's the other problem revenue collection appears to be a major problem in fact our it system seems to be under tremendous pressure in every sector of governance if we talk about home affairs we talk about sars we talk about social development even revenue at local government election i remember when i was in itagwini chairperson at that stage we had already spent 500 or 700 million shekels and we were nowhere near even 50% of getting it which up to now it's a mess so i would want what role are you going to play to ensure that they have an efficient revenue collection system will you support national government deducting from the allocation to local government funds that are due owing and payable to people like escom and water boards and things which the municipalities are not actually paying let me for now stop the chairperson and i'll come back later if necessary thank you thank you honorable sheik honorable sonyana it's your turn thank you very much chairperson chairperson we welcome the presentation and we thank it but i will not congratulate the newly um elected NEC of Salga because i still believe that their formation it is partisan and it will not benefit our country uh, very much but looking at the division of revenue to local government my question to salga will be you spoke about return uh, okay return you spoke about returning public finances into its glory right Do you think this could be achieved with the latest fiscal consolidation um which you said you were in uh, support of it in your presentation um do you think that uh, and when do you think we can see the fruits of um of of this fiscal consolidation when do you think um we will begin to see uh, achievements in this fiscal consolidation The second question chairperson that I would like to ask Salka will be uh, they spoke about municipal capacity building. Now, do you think you are doing enough on your capacity building? And how do you measure it? I mean, how do you measure that the training provided by Salka actually assists the municipalities in their deliverables? I wish they can give us an example on the measuring tools they are using. 
to measure that their training to counselors and officials um, is actually uh, providing which benefits. Um, my second last question, Chairperson, will be, um, and I know this was not touched in their presentation, but I would like them to get their insight on Operation Bullinger. Um, Operation Bullinger, like Chairperson, touches on electricity, water, transport, and digital communication. So I want to know from Salva if are they in support of Operation Bulindela, are they in support of this structural adjustment? And have they looked at the negative impact it will have on the local government? Uh, or are they just going with the flow? Lastly, Chairperson, I want to ask Salka about the rising um, of unemployment. How do they think we must fight um, this unemployment rate at a local level? And um, how, what do they think must be done to assist the municipality to fight unemployment rates, especially um, amongst the young people of this country? I thank you, Chair. Thank you, Orobul Shanyana. Orobul Matafa, please come in. Thank you, Chair. Good morning to you, Chairperson. Tim Salga and honorable members. Chair, I request to put my video off as uh, my connection is very unstable today. Chair, I just have a few points that I would like to make. Maybe let me start first by adding a rider on the point that was made now, now by honorable Sonyan in terms of um, capacity building. Now, in the presentation by Salga, I have noticed that the focus seems to be more on empowering councillors to be able to play their oversight role. But the reality is that when the oversight role kicks in, it's already after the fact. Work would have been done, especially where you are dealing with cities that are operating under executive mandates. So spending happens, project planning happens, and then after they report to council. Now, my question is, is Salga satisfied that all the efforts that are aimed at capacitating the administrative staff is enough to ensure that the challenges of underspending, the challenges of passing unfunded mandates, the challenges of maladministration, corruption, and fraud will be addressed? Because my view is that immediately when councillors start working on these things, damage would have been done. And I think it's important to look at what is being done to capacitate the administration. The second one, Chair, also touched by Honorable uh, Sheikh, is just to find out if whether has Salga noticed any distortion to allocations uh, to the local sphere as a result of this unfunded mandate. At what impact does this unfunded mandate have as far as the overarching objectives as uh, presented by the president in the SONA, SOPA, and also the state of the city address has as far as this uh, unfunded mandates uh, are, are concerned? The, the third point, Chair, is on the issue of the public transport network grant. And I think they, they touched on, on slide 28. 
we have had municipalities uh, before us trying to explain why they are underperforming. You have municipalities as Bombela, Sunduzi, Polokwani, Eteguini, and Rustenberg, who would have spent money on the ground, but there's nothing to show. The system is not operational. Now, I'm, I just want to find out, uh, has Salga gone into some work to find out how can they assist these municipalities to ensure that this important grant is spent? Because it has a capacity of unlocking various economic deficiencies and historical inequalities. Now, is there work that has been done? What is the view of Salga and how are they planning to, to approach this particular challenge? The last one, Chair, is on the issue of consultants. Uh, there's around 1 billion that is spent on financial reporting. And, and, and this work, it's work that is supposed to have been done by internal finance unit. And, and this actually is the co-responsibility of, of this particular unit. And in our view, this is wasteful expenditure. When you pay consultants to create financials for you, but these financials still do not make the mark. They do not pass the test that is required for them to be declared to be verifiable. Has Salka tried to look at this important issue to be able to find out what are the root causes? How can they be addressed? Are the measures in place sufficient in order to address other issues that are related to issues of financial reporting? I will pause there, Chair, for now. Thank you so much for the opportunity to participate. And uh, congratulations to the newly elected Salga leadership. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Oral Matafa. Oral Kaiso, please come in. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. And uh, greetings to the leadership, newly elected leadership of Salga, PC. Uh, Chair, my, I just have uh, just a few questions to, to Salga. Uh, firstly, is to understand uh, uh, during the presentation of Salga, uh, I've, I've just picked up that uh, the slide says that uh, just noting the the increase or a decrease on the transport infrastructure grant. I thought Salga will be very much critical on the issue of underspending. Uh, uh, on, on transport infrastructure grants, especially those uh, metropolitan uh, towns that uh, Honorable uh, Matafa has uh, spoken about and other uh, members on the platform. I thought Salga would be critical uh, because I'll tell you why. I want to come to the issue of you know uh, ensuring that the economy is you know uh, operating well. People are able to be productive because there's accessibility of transport, and uh, therefore there has to be an element of sensitivity when it comes to issue of affordability of transport and accessibility. <clears throat> So I, 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 don't, I don't get Salga being critical around that issue of underspending because it plays a very much a crucial role. Now, secondly, I just want to know, Honorable Chair uh, from Salga, 
on the issue of the economic recovery plan, uh, I don't believe that it's only an issue that is just at the national space where at this level we only talk about the economic recovery plan. But I think also Salga would have a, an influential role that it can play in as far as the economic recovery plan is. So I want to know what, what is Salga's uh, position uh, in terms of, you know, a role uh, 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 that is there to influence the, you know, the area of economic recovery plan. Uh, uh, I, I also believe that it comes very close to also what, what Honorable Mbam Sheikh has, has, has spoken about in as far as invest, local investment are, co are concerned. So, uh, thirdly, on the use of consultants, uh, I think this matter has been coming uh, every time in, at, at this point at this level of or, or this platform. What is the uh, thinking of the SALGA in as far as the use of consultants? Because consultants are people who are being uh, paid and on top of the staff that is already there, employed uh, by the government. But you also find that now there are also consultants. In other words, there's uh, the issue of salaries, uh, you know, being an element that is consuming the budget, they, uh, uh, plays a key role. So I, I just want to know what is the thinking of Salga in as far as the continued use of these consultants. And third, lastly, Chair, on the <clears throat> on, 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 uh, we know that Salga held an, uh, uh, a, a national conference. Quinquennial uh, National Conference to encourage municipalities to strictly implement their credit control policies in an effort to manage escalating debt owing to municipalities. Has this been implemented? I just want to know whether Salga has seen any improvement uh, in as far as the implementation of uh, credit control. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable uh, Kaiso, thank you. Honorable uh, I please come in. No, no, no. Thanks, Mr. President. And uh, uh, good morning, Hoshi, uh, and uh, your team. Mr. President, I'll just show face to indicate that I'm not a robot. Uh, but after which, then I will quickly uh, switch the video off because of uh, the connectivity challenges. Uh, Mr. President, uh, let me start by uh, congratulating Salga uh, for the conference that uh, they held, uh, which was very successful and uh, which led to uh, this outcome, which uh, is in front of us today. We welcome you, comrades. Comrade uh, Sonia should begin to understand that they shouldn't begin to talk in tongues here. Yeah. When it fits for them, they would talk uh, politics and uh, political party politics. When it also fits, they would say, let us not be partisan. I don't know. How can you be a politician which is not partisan? But let's leave oh, it there. Oh, I can't let's see. I'm being a uh, ah. You are welcome. You are welcome, uh, Salga. Hey. 
are we are protected by Shonyana and Rabbi Shonyana. I have just uh, three questions. One is on on MISA, the Municipal Infrastructure Grant. Uh, now, uh, uh, I know that this leadership is incoming. Hence, then I wouldn't bring in difficult questions, but I know they have been part. Uh, what is Zalga doing to ensure that uh, this grant is used efficiently and effectively in the interest of the poor? I'm, I'm raising this chairperson because there is a tendency, I know I have been into that sphere, a tendency of uh, taking money which was supposed to have done something and uh, you take it and you do other things, particularly this question of crossing over votes, particularly from the capital expenditure into uh, the human resource related issues, where you find that money is now more used uh, for the payment of salaries and all. The second one, Chair, is uh, on, on the self-sufficiency and self-sustainability of our municipalities. The observation here, Chairperson, Salga uh, Incoming NEC, is that there is a growing grant dependence uh, of municipalities. Now, what is it that we can do to ensure that uh, our municipalities are self-sustainable and self-sufficient through collection of uh, their own revenue? Now, thinking uh, outside the box, Jefferson, would be, is there no way that Salga could introduce some incentive mechanisms to those municipalities which do not only just go get uh, this, that uh, these funds that we are appropriating to them, but are able to generate their own revenue. And then the last question for me, Chairperson, would be: uh, if this uh, comes from uh, the session that we had with municipal uh, workers' unions uh, last, I think, sometime last year. Where the person, there was this allegation that uh, put a not verbatim, uh, there is an element of Salga leadership or politicians in municipalities being more ecocentric to the extent that they even forget the mandate of uh, the municipality case uh, which was raised was if there are political differences within a particular municipality that would affect the whole work of the municipality and such that uh, the municipality would be rendered ineffective and unworkable such that there has been there has to be interventions either by province or uh, national and even those interventions 
would at some stage not be informed by what uh, is actually happening on the ground, but they will also be informed by patronage, by corruption, friendship, and on. So uh, how is Zalka going to look into this? I'm mentioning this deliberately because ultimately they affect uh, the, the, the working organizational you know, uh, ethos. Uh, within the municipality. Thanks, Jefferson. Thank you, Honorable Lenzana. Honorable Peters, please come in. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jefferson. May I be allowed, like Honorable Lenzana, to switch off my video because it is very, um, I have a very unstable network. I've been in and out of the meeting the whole morning. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, I want to join uh, the other members by congratulating the new leadership of Salga, but also at the same time, thanking them for the presentation that they made. And uh, Chairperson, I, I, I have a very serious question to ask. I'm saying it's serious because I think it's honorable uh, Sheikh and Honorable Mulenzana that has raised it, the issue of political instability in municipalities that Salga at the political level is unable to deal with up until we know that uh, councillors represent political parties, but Salga has got a political responsibility. Salga is one of the organized formations that has got representation in different platforms, for example, Salga sits on the PPC, the PPC, which is chaired by the president. Salga sits in the budget committee, which is a, a, a constituted by different members of the executive and chaired by the minister of finance. Salga sits and represents local government at NCOP. There are uh, minutes where Salga is participating. And uh, the one that uh, Honorable Melenzana referred to, the MISA, it's also a structure that Salga uh, has got an interest in. There are boards, Chairperson, that you would know of that has got a local government uh, a, a, a footprint that Salga is sitting in. So if you look at Salga, it is an organization that is actually widely, uh, widely uh, represented. So the interest of local government is served everywhere. And yet we do have on record and in Salga's own presentation an indication that of the growth of the numbers of municipalities in distress. Now we're sitting at about 175 out of the 257. What is it that Salga is doing? Honorable Melenza and I, and uh, I think Honorable Matafa raised the issue of the capacity building. Is there value for money in this capacity building? Is capacity building <coughs> just an opportunity for people to be away from their workstations? Or is it intended to produce the requisite results for everybody to, be, to, to benefit? The other thing that I want to ask from Salga, Honorable Chaperson, is do Salga support municipalities to get the indigent register? We cannot have a situation where pensioners and poor people are unable to pay for services, and yet there is intervention by national government in terms of 
resources that is given to municipalities to benefit the most poor so that they have access to water, have access to electricity. So, Chairperson, it is important that Salga tells us whether we do get value for money from the existence of, of, of Salga. The other thing that I want to find out is also the issue of the consultants. Why is uh, municipalities relying so much on consultants when Salga is investing so much in, in, in capacity building? The other thing is related to the, the infrastructure grants as well as the uh, PTNG. Um, which goes uh, underspent or uh, this is underspending. Why should we have that in our situations? We also have situations where municipalities indicate, like those that were mentioned by Honorable Mataf, indicate the amount of money that they have spent, and yet the value for money, because the, the, the debt grant is actually for transportation of our people, is not being realized. Chairperson, I think I, I would end here. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Honorable Peters. Uh, any other honorable member, perhaps, who I skipped in the absence of that, can I? Honorable uh, Sarupen, do you have something you'd like to add? Honorable no, Sarupen. I'm covered. Thank you very much. I'm covered. Honorable Sheikh. One or two questions that we'd like to add, Honorable Sheikh. Let's let's mute our mics, please, Honorable members, and everyone who's on the platform. Honorable Shonyana, do you have something? No, Chairperson, I'm covered. Thank you. Honorable Natafa? No, thank you, Chair. I'm fine. Honorable Kaiso? I'm covered, Chair. Thanks, Chair. That's just one part, you know, reading, reading while driving sometimes is not uh, uh, very good. That question, Chairperson, which related to patronage and all, I wonder if I added uh, also the effects of uh, the incapacity to spend because it was also alleged that they end up not spending because of such collusions that they would be fighting against. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Lenzana. Honorable Peters? Okay. Um, let, 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 me, let me come in. Uh, I'll also uh, join the oral members in congratulating the new yeah, new leadership of, of, of Salga and looking forward to working with you. Uh, you are representing a very important uh, layer of, of, of government. So it's very important that we should ensure that that layer of government works and it works uh, efficiently. So, uh, uh, and also welcome the presentation uh, that we have, uh, have just made. Uh, <clears throat> by First question, which also talks to and what a lot of other members have said before me. But what are the interventions that Salka is going to make to ensure better audit outcomes? See, I'll, I'll tell you why this is it's important. Okay? As 
as you noted yourselves, that there's an increase in the allocations of uh, the resources going to local government, and rightly so. But the concern, which is a, the concern of the Committee of Parliament and of the people of South Africa, it's, it's a lack of proper accountability of, of the resources that are given to, uh, to municipalities. You know the, the audit outcomes. So what is it that we should do so that when, when people of South Africa allocate money uh, uh, to this layer of government, they are assured that there'll be one, proper service delivery and two, proper accountability. <clears throat> Number two, um, we say that there's, there's, there's always uh, lobbying for more resources. Um, here, I specifically looking at the conditional grants. Um, our members have raised this one again, but it's very important. The, the lack of spending of these uh, conditional grants and in some instances leading to national treasure withdrawing the money with their consequences to, 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 to our people uh, in terms of uh, uh, service delivery. So I just want to check from your side, what do you think the problem is here? And uh, do we have the solution? And when can we start seeing results? Question number three, we understand that the municipalities who have not registered their indigence, the, the consequences of that are very obvious, that people are supposed to receive uh, free services are denied those free services. One, what is the problem? And secondly, how do we uh, intend solving that problem? And lastly, can we have time frames that at least just rested the registering people? Uh, what's the problem? Uh, <clears throat> and we are saying all these things, uh, knowing that there are municipalities who are responsible for that. But uh, as, as uh, the oral members have indicated, the umbrella responsibility of SALCA in these things cannot be overemphasized. So this is one of the areas that we have uh, identified. <clears throat> Um, why are municipalities not collecting money, especially, especially from government, national, provincial, and SOEs? I'll tell you why. When we allocate money here, the budgets which come before us are the budgets which include paying for uh, uh, rates and services. But when these layers of government don't pay, we don't understand. So I want to tell you they have money. So, but why are you not collecting? For instance, uh, if my statistics are correct, we are owed about 20 billion rand by government. Secondly, businesses, you are owed about 54.2 billion rand by, uh, by businesses. Again, we don't understand um, why is that money not being collected? Because those businesses, in most of the time, they declare profits, uh, they, uh, they declare dividends, uh, they pay bonuses for, uh, uh, for their executives. But you are owed about 54 billion rent uh, by, uh, by business. Why, why is that money not being collected? And what is going to be done differently? Because who would like to be uh, finished with the progress that is being made uh, in this regard? Another question from my side, which is the, uh, the last question. 
the president during uh, the state of the nation address identified the need to deal with the red tape so that we are able to um, uh, uh, to attract investments so from your side uh, <clears throat> what would you think are focus areas and the the easy peaks so to speak as far as removing red tape one do you understand the word red tapes that we are, we are having at our level? And what do you think our interventions uh, are going to be to make sure that we deal with that red tape? Because it's so important. Capital is very mobile. If you make it difficult for private sector to invest in your city, they go to the next one. In your town, they go to the next town. And if it becomes difficult in the country, then they go to the next country. So capital moves just by the press of a button these, 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 these days. So the, the, the principal question is, do you, do you understand the red tapes that are there? And uh, what do you think uh, your intervention will, 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 will be? Yeah, that's, that's my last question. Um, um, <clears throat> Councillor Dikhale and uh, your um, delegation, can you please uh, respond to the questions which have been raised by the honorable members. Thank you so much, honorable members. Uh, you'll bring back the meeting to me once all the questions have been uh, responded to. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, honorable chairperson. Uh, I can see we're having a variety of questions. Others are, uh, re are repeating uh, questions, but mostly they're technical and political questions. What I will do, I will allow Mkoti and Sesu Homuto to deal with the technical ones. Then I will summarize all the political ones uh, and then come back to you. Now I will uh, allow uh, uh, that uh, you can deal with the uh, technical ones. Uh, when I say Homuto, then from there I will deal with the summary and the political questions. Over to you, Uh, thank you, uh, Chair President. Yes, I would uh, share these with uh, my colleague, uh, Kumucho Lizazi, uh, who is also uh, part of the engagement. Uh, firstly, I think uh, particularly those uh, cross-cutting uh, questions, uh, I know there was one from MP uh, Kaiso where it in, in relating to, to the what can we do to ensure there's improvement on uh, credit uh, policy uh, uh, control uh, implementation, as well as uh, the chairperson uh, as to why municipalities are not collecting money uh, from government or business, as well as uh, I think it's been cross-cutting even from MP uh, Peters as well. Uh, uh, Mr. Kogli? Yes, Chairperson. Yeah, don't 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 repeat our questions. Uh, okay. Uh, in the interest of time, those that are right. cross-cutting will be able to pick them up. That uh, you are covering. Uh, oh. uh, remember one, two, three. So please go for them. Okay. No, thank you. Uh, in, in 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 relation to to the uh, collection of uh, debt that is owing through to municipalities, uh, correctly so. Uh, you would recall that when the Salga National Conference was actually held, 
uh, it was in the midst uh, of the disconnections that were being implemented uh, by the city of Tswane, which even in a two-week period, it managed to collect half a billion, uh, which uh, the Salga leadership actually uh, supported. Uh, and that's what we're alluding to uh, as part of things uh, that uh, we'll be focusing on, is to ensure that uh, in terms of uh, where services have been rendered and consumed, municipalities must implement the credit control policies such that uh, those monies that are owed true to municipalities are actually collected. And uh, you'd seen uh, Salga supported that, and then as well as other municipalities then began to implement same, uh, resulting that even the city of Johannesburg uh, collecting monies into the hundreds of millions, uh, as well as uh, even in the recent uh, weeks, what has been happening is that in uh, government departments, there have been disconnections, uh, with meaning then that the credit control policies which exist, that uh, for some reason uh, unknown, it was uh, municipalities were not uh, implementing perhaps out of deference uh, to those uh, businesses or uh, uh, communities uh, which Twanet indicated that uh, when you do implement your court credit control policies, you do realize uh, the monies uh, owing uh, through to the municipalities uh, itself. Uh, so that is what is encouraged and would continue uh, being implemented. And there had also been the, the question relating through to the uh, underspending, particularly on the MIG grants or so. Uh, at the technical budget forum that we had on 28 January, as well as the budget forum on 7 uh, uh, February this year, part of the intervention of which uh, Salga uh, supported also in principle uh, related through to the conversion, uh, particularly of uh, schedule uh, six, is it five B uh, allocations uh, in relation through to make uh, from direct uh, uh, allocation of the grant for infrastructure spending to uh, make six B, wherein. Uh, institutions like your minister would then uh, take charge in providing those services in those municipalities such then that for our communities, those services that are required are rendered uh, true to our communities uh, themselves. Uh, hence, the conversion was uh, then put through uh, as well as uh, on the DORA, it also includes particularly where it talks through to the uh, frameworks for the conditional grants, it now incorporates that for MIG, uh, the possibility of it uh, being converted uh, from uh, MIG uh, 5B to 6B, uh, enabling to, to enable uh, the utilization of uh, capacity where it exists also in the state, uh, in terms of like MISA, to actually bring that to bear such that uh, those uh, services are rendered true to communities. Uh, what uh, Salga commented on in, in this respect was to ensure that the consultation, particularly with those municipalities, and uh, must happen in earnest, and there must be agreement, particularly in areas where uh, there is lacking capacity, such then that uh, those uh, aspects are actually uh, dealt with. Now, 
what is SALGA uh, doing to improve uh, audit outcomes? Uh, the, in the presentation, I've alluded uh, just high level to the previous uh, NEC resolutions uh, relating to, to the intervention uh, relating to MASP, which is a SALGA program on municipal audit support, uh, which uh, it is implemented not only with SALGA on its own, but with other stakeholders that include uh, your national treasury, provincial treasury, treasuries, as well as the Department of Cooperative Governance uh, at provincial level. What Awan was emphasizing is that SALGA did recognize the need to extract this accountability and consequence management at municipalities to ensure that there is accountability for resources uh, that have been appropriated to, to, uh, to local government uh, and to ensure that where those funds are not utilized in the manner that uh, they, are, they were intended, there is uh, consequences. Uh, in fact, to go further, there are uh, uh, law enforcement authorities uh, in the Republic of which it is, has been supported that uh, in instances of wrong, wrongdoing, such uh, law enforcement uh, agencies need to take action and ensure that uh, those that uh, are willfully uh, not doing what is uh, required with those public funds, uh, the law actually uh, take its course. Uh, and also in talking through to audit outcomes, these NEC resolutions uh, spanning from 20 June and uh, uh, in June as well, in 2021, also covered the aspect of over-reliance on consultants, uh, particularly where part of that was to ensure that uh, the consultants that uh, who belong through to professional bodies, uh, that could be uh, your SAICA and other professional institutions who deliver uh, uh, shapey work, which is not up to quality or so, uh, consequences need to be brought to bear on them uh, in, in line with the uh, professional uh, ethical conduct uh, that they are uh, subject to in terms of the professional bodies that they belong to, uh, such that uh, in instances where that also uh, has been proven, such uh, funds have been returned and ensure that uh, those uh, professional bodies actually uh, take decisive action against those uh, consultants uh, uh, consultants who belong to their uh, professional uh, institutions. In terms of uh, amongst the, the, the earlier question, particularly uh, on uh, what is uh, uh, SALGA uh, doing in, in terms of uh, the municipal debt that is uh, owed through uh, to ESCOM. Um, uh, Mr. Mkoki? Yes, uh, Chairperson. Remember, I, I, I requested okay, yes, that yes. the video be on. Oh, yes, I had turned it off so that my connectivity can be uh, enhanced, but I will uh, try and uh, turn it on, uh, Chairperson. Uh, hopefully, uh, it, I will still continue uh, to being heard uh, in that. Uh, I'm, I'm clear in feeling. Sabu bagashe go. Oh, never. I'm sure that's never. 
Yes, in the presentation I indicated in terms of the establishment of the multidisciplinary revenue committee, which Salga participates, and it the stakeholders that are involved there. It would include your water boards. It involves your ESCOM. Uh, it involves treasury, uh, your your sector departments of water and sanitation, energy, uh, etc. And Salga participates there. And part of the measures that have been implemented uh, is the responsible citizenry campaign. You note that the inability uh, for municipalities, uh, some of the uh, contributing factors for the inability uh, to actually pay. Uh, those uh, electricity that have been consumed by co communities, it is when uh, those uh, municipalities are unable to actually collect from the uh, communities who actually consume those services. Hence, part of the intervention uh, campaign is the responsible citizen campaign, which encourages those communities to pay, thereby enabling uh, municipalities uh, to actually uh, uh, be in a position uh, to remit what is due uh, true to the bulk uh, suppliers of services, uh, that is, be it ESCOM and uh, uh, be it uh, the 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 water the water the water ports. The aspect uh, relating through uh, to the fiscal consolidation, uh, we supported the fiscal consolidation. Uh, because as indicated in the 2022 uh, Division of Revenue Bill, uh, the result of the fiscal consolidation uh, is actually now projected that even a year earlier than anticipated, a budget surplus uh, that is where revenue uh, exceeds uh, expenditure, excluding uh, uh, interest uh, 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 payments, uh, would uh, be positive by uh, 2023 24, uh, meaning then that it is bearing fruits in such that uh, over time it would then uh, free up uh, resources uh, for, 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 for government to be able to direct most of the funds to services that are required by our communities rather than uh, having to keep on having to borrow more where the interest payments end up crowding out other services that are required uh, through to be paid uh, through to uh, communities. In relation through to the uh, training, uh, how to ensure that you get value for money and all of that, I indicated that the training aspect, uh, Salga has actually even shifted the gear, whereby the focus is now on accredited uh, training interventions uh, such that uh, these training interventions merely not just uh, attendance where someone can attend and not merely be uh, focused on to what is uh, uh, required uh, they would be have accredited we are working in, in, in collaboration with a local government CETA. Uh, in terms of even the icip there, there is a, a, a process whereby the facilitators are supposed to provide the necessary reports because the way these training interventions are, are designed, they include uh, specific learning outcomes that are linked uh, to a specific uh, uh, unique uh, uh, standards 
is uh, required in terms of the aspect of the uh, LTCTA uh, training methodologies. And there had been an uh, aspect about rising unemployment, how is that impacting on communities? We have seen uh, that, particularly even if in 2020, which necessitated that a, a, a budget review had to be conducted, wherein I think an extent of about 11 billion was channeled through to the sphere in order to make up because of uh, municip uh, municipalities. Uh, I think a few of the metros that were sampled at the time, their revenue had actually declined uh, by the tune of about uh, 20 billion as a result of unemployment. So the impact of that has got an ability, an, a, a, a risk potential to make sure to make municipalities unable to sustain themselves in terms of uh, financially uh, uh, as well as uh, to to recover costs that are due true to them to them and the part uh, you'll forgive me chairperson i think when i repeat as i'm reading the notes it uh, reminds okay. me it reminds me as to what was uh, asked uh, why there appears to be an increase in the grant dependence in fact, uh, one of the things that I want to prefix pre, uh, my response is that the local, the white paper local government recognizes the aspect that uh, although for municipalities that have got a, a, a substantial or adequate uh, revenue base, they would then be able to fund up to, say, 70% of their own uh, generate 70, up to 70% of own revenue, thereby be able to expand uh, for the services that are required by communities. But out of the 257 municipalities, there are various other municipalities who are situated in areas which have got inadequate uh, revenue base. Hence, then even the government policy, be it the white paper local government, recognize that uh, national uh, has got uh, an obligation to ensure that uh, nationally raised revenue actually uh, devolves through to those municipalities such that those services uh, get re uh, rendered. So the aspect uh, that uh, it is actually increasing the grant dependence, uh, it is not uh, borne by reality in that the aspirations contained in the white paper of uh, on local government, uh, the 1998 one, hasn't uh, been realized uh, as of now. I think if there's anything I missed out, I would uh, like to hand over through to my uh, colleague, uh, to deal with the aspects uh, that I might have uh, skipped. I thank you, Chairperson. Okay, continue. <clears throat> okay, uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, uh, Chairperson and the honorable members of the standing committee. My name is Kumucho Litsatsi. I'm the Chief Officer for Municipal Finance. Uh, I think Neva uh, <clears throat> has actually covered most of the question, other than probably the economic development related uh, questions. And, and maybe just allow me, Chair, to touch on the issue around uh, the ESCOM, ESCOM debt as well, and the work that we're basically doing through the multidisciplinary team and the ESCOM technical task team led by the Deputy President, that in that committee, National Treasury has basically been tasked 
to follow through on government departments that basically own municipalities. And there's a number of challenges that basically came through, and especially around the property rates and taxes, that would have an impact on the MPRA as an instrument that allows municipalities to basically levy taxes. So those structural issues are basically being resolved there. But the general um, consumer default where there are no structural issues. Um, National Treasury, with the help of National Treasury and municipalities, even through that particular structure, and the work that has been undertaken by DBSA, COCTA, SALGA, and National Treasury on revenue management that came out of the IMTT advisory panel on the electricity reticulation distribution. It's happening, but the results are actually very slow in terms of the money that's basically coming. And public works does report on the progress um, at the ESCOM technical task team in, in that particular regard. And then there was an issue that was basically raised around invoking Section 216 as a means of a credit control for National Treasury to hold funds that are basically owed, not only to ESCOM, and which is the position that we've basically been issued as, as SALGA that over and above the interventions that are happening around the IGR in resolving the ESCOM issues, we must include other creditors, not just ESCOM and, and, and basically water boards. So it's important that we then resolve the 300 billion that's basically owed to municipalities. And a number of resolutions have basically been undertaken, even through the NEC that basically happened in the last week. Uh, and, and amongst them is basically leveraging existing pieces of legislation, whether the tax law, uh, looking at businesses that are due for refunds, but that actually owe municipalities. That's such that local government can basically leverage on that process, including the vehicle licensing uh, legislation, such that no licenses can be issued um, if there are monies owed for, for services rendered basically by local government. And those are the, some of the things that will basically be pushing through the budget forum as well as uh, in parliament. But nothing takes away having a very restrictive credit control measure that's basically been applied consistently. And that's why we're basically pushing our municipalities to do that. On the issue of the, the, the corruption and basically the follow through, you remember, I think in 2020 to 2021, the NEC actually resolved that the AG basically follows and, and, and basically implement the powers vested in them and following through on material irregularities and, and basically keeping uh, the Saga NEC up to breast in terms of the progress in that particular regard. And you would have uh, witnessed that there's a number of cases that have been followed up by the uh, SIU in that particular regard. So Saga does indeed support following through on, on those aspects. And then on the issues around the use of consultant, that there are certain instances um, where there would be a need of utilizing uh, consultants, and especially in terms of complex uh, transactions, not your normal financial management processes. Um, and we had denounced as well that the use of consultants, and especially in an event where there is no benefit to the municipality and basically value for money, and especially for well-capacitated uh, municipalities. Uh, so on our end, is basically not a one-size-fits-all, but the principle that we have been communicating uh, through the NEC as well to our members and various interviews uh, that we've basically taken on that particular issue. It's, it's, it's managing the wasteful expenditure uh, part of it. And then there's also um, a document that we're producing through the MFMA candidates with National Treasury around 
uh, dealing with the issues around unauthorized, irregular, fruitless, and basic waste school expenditure and assisting municipalities in that particular regard. And the chair would recall that in the previous year where municipalities have basically been called to account directly in terms of those issues, there's also some difficulties from contractual obligations that municipalities can necessarily get out of. And those aspects, they get raised until the contract is basically, is basically closed. Uh, but the other aspect, um, there are control measures uh, and guidelines in basically dealing with the issue around uh, fruitless and wasteful expenditure. And then on the issues around um, the grant uh, expenditure and how we're supporting municipalities, I think never has touched on, 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 on the conversion there, where, where the legislation in terms of the daughter then does allow the responsible. Or, or the displacing department to actually intervene in terms of 154 as well in supporting those municipalities that are basically struggling. And especially around the MIG, where we've seen amendments to the framework of MIG to allow for asset, asset management and intervention by, by COCTA through MISA in making sure that service delivery actually reaches the core. And from a SAGA point of view, because you don't necessarily have an executive authority over our members, but through the IGR engagement that we have, with the responsible departments, whether on the financial management side is basically national treasury, and then the other aspects is basically COCTA on governance, uh, as well as service delivery, is that there is a platform that we basically utilize in making sure that the issues that are currently confronting local government are basically addressed. And then on the economic recovery plan, SAGA does participate in a number of structures um, in the IGR, also led by the president, and amongst them is the City Economic Development Managers Forum that we participate in, and the Commonwealth Local Government Forum Steering Committee that we basically part of, and as well as the DDM coordinating structures that we basically uh, part of, and, 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 and NetLeg as well, if I haven't mentioned, I haven't mentioned that, in making sure that we mobilize local government in addressing the issues around the infrastructure um, uh, backlog looking at possible and alternative ways that infrastructure could be funded in local government with the appreciation that municipalities in the main are basically struggling to collect revenue. So meaning that obviously the amount of internally generated fund that is geared towards infrastructure will be very limited. So only those municipalities that have got very strong balance sheet, we have seen that they've basically been able to go to debt capital markets to raise funding to basically finance infrastructure. And the rest basically comes from conditional grants uh, from, from national government. But of course, with the fiscal challenges that we've basically been having and the fiscal consolidation that national government has basically been undertaking, we have seen some sort of strain in terms of the available uh, pairs for overall spheres of government. And then, Chair, you've also asked on the issue around um, the red tape reduction. SALGA, it is part of the IGR structure on looking at the ease of doing business, red, red tape reduction, and making sure that local government plays a meaningful role in terms of the economic recovery plans um, that government is basically putting in place. And there has been work that has basically been undertaken that was built from the survey that was basically undertaken by, by the World Bank. Um, and amongst the things that we're basically looking at in delivery, uh, that uh, is the competitive index uh, that we have implemented from the beginning of um, the previous uh, financial year. 
that looks at uh, simplifying and streamlining approval of processes, the issues around zoning. And the biggest issue, Chair, I think for, for us and something that we've basically been focusing on and never did touch on the capacity building on assisting municipalities in preparing bankable projects is crowding in private sector so that we can then ramp up on the infrastructure in local government to address the backlog issues and basically improve uh, service delivery in that particular regard. So we've got a number of partners that we're basically uh, working in with in that particular regard. And, and on the international front, basically, it's more the solutions other than the fact that the legislation does not allow um, local government to basically raise funding internationally. But we do partner with our sister organization to look at possible solutions that have been implemented elsewhere in the world in resolving the challenges that's basically confronting a local government. And then lastly, Chair, on the free basic services. So what we've basically done and with the challenges that have basically been coming through, through the budget forum around municipalities' failure to account how they, they spend the equitable share fully. Uh, and when I say account, in terms of the coverage, that if you look at uh, the numbers that comes through the state SA in terms of poor households against the coverage rate in local government is basically very low. And there's a number of challenges that we've basically identified. Um, I think the biggest issue is the issue around the growing number around informal settlements, but also secondly, is the issue around the criteria that's basically used by municipalities, where FBS is more consumption-based, uh, meaning that you then have to have an account with the municipality. So in an event that a household does not then have an account with the municipality, they are then unable directly to basically apply or end up in the register if they're basically not a title holder. So we will have to look at other alternative ways and see how the current FBS policy could actually be improved such that is aligned um, to, to the number of indigents that basically gets uh, reported um, from from the state's SA um, uh, numbers as well, and in terms of just the division around the definition around the poor households vis-a-vis the various different approaches and criteria that basically municipalities basically apply. So there's definitely a need for streamlining in that particular regard. And over and above the data integrity issues around the indigent register itself, um, so we're definitely focusing on that as a program, and it's an area of focus that the NEC basically uh, resolved on. And I think lastly, the, even out of the IMTT report that was finalized in 2018, around the inability of municipalities, some of the municipalities from a capacity point of view and from a system point of view in managing their revenue and collecting, is to look at a district model as more of a shared services model around a revenue agency that could actually assist those municipalities that just don't have the system and the capacity to basically do it. So we actually following through on those recommendations that were basically adopted back in 2018. And the issue around the executive authority issue is actually gone into um, court in terms of finalizing on that particular issue because electricity is an only credit control measure that municipalities can actually utilize to follow through on other services and property rates and taxes that are basically not paid by consumers. Thank you, Chair. I think I've covered everything uh, that was asked of you. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much, uh, uh, Moto. 
Councillor Dehale. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Chair. I think uh, there are one or two political uh, issues that I think uh, one should um, uh, quickly deal with so that uh, uh, honorable members uh, are uh, covered completely. The first one is the issue of uh, political differences uh, causing a lot of instability. Uh, as a disclaimer, Chair, my, my video is uh, acting up this morning. I must apologize professionally for its uh, uh, counter-revolutionary behavior here. Um, uh, as Salka, what we did at the beginning of, uh, uh, after immediately after the elections in uh, on November 1, we, 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 we took a process of induction. The objective there was that we wanted to create understanding uh, between all the uh, political office bearers. One of the key issues that we brought in in order to deal with issues of uh, uh, working together was the issue of uh, bringing an understanding of what a capable leader is and an ethical leader is. So that at the end of the process, all these political office bearers understood that the stability of the municipality and its capacity to do its uh, constitutional obligation was number one, to ensure that there is a good working relationship between themselves, not friendship, but good working relationship. So that's number one. Number two, we ensure that there is consistent understanding of delegated responsibilities to different office bearers because that creates an understanding of which uh, a, a lane a person is supposed to work in and ensuring that there is no overlapping unnecessary that creates unnecessary tension. So we, we ensured that our office bearers have clearly understood uh, uh, that point. And finally, we also ensured that um, through our, our induction, the issue of, in particular, corruption was uh, 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 dealt with uh, uh, seriously, Chair, because we felt that the issue of corruption uh, was becoming an endemic challenge, what we we'll call a, an existential risk for our sphere of government. So we have come to a decision that constitutionally, all members of SALCA in our committees who are found to have been uh, participating or even uh, 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 engaged in corrupt activities will step aside and ensure that they don't participate in our structures until they are able to deal uh, with uh, their challenges around uh, uh, corruption, nepotism, and other malfeasance. And the issue of unfunded mandate, I must uh, 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 say it is important that we raise this matter again with the committee, that it is becoming untenable for local government to be expected to become shock absorbers of other spheres of government, Chairperson. Because local government as it is, it is in serious financial distress. Any unfunded mandate that is brought to local government it is creating more strain and uh, incapacity financially for local government uh, to, 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 to perform its duty. So it is important that we raise that and we, we are calling for support uh, from um, 
uh, your good self, the Honorable Chair, that uh, this kind of behavior should not be allowed moving forward. And finally, Chair, uh, we don't agree with the issue of uh, 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 national government deducting monies on behalf of ESCO. There are multidisciplinary committees that includes all stakeholders where these matters are being discussed. Like we are doing with uh, the issues of debt that the government is having through provincial treasury, through COCTA, so that at the final analysis, it must not be an adversarial uh, approach. It must be a consensus approach, which will then resolve the challenges between a local government and ESCO. I think, Chair, all in all, uh, that brings us to the conclusion of most of the issues uh, that has been raised. And uh, we want to thank you, Chair, for the time and opportunity uh, to engage with yourself. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Councillor Dehale. But before I, I let you go on the last point that you have just uh, made, uh, can you share some examples where local government uh, has been given unfunded mandates, for instance? Yeah, no, thank you very much. Um, on, 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 that, on, on that matter, uh, I'll, I'll use the recent one. Uh, for example, you, you know that um, as part of the uh, intervention for COVID-19, national government has come up with uh, what they call city employment uh, 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 opportunities. And, and we know that immediately when that program uh, phase away, local government will be expected to continue dealing with the issues of employment in those cities. So that is what we are talking about. There should never be programs that happen uh, periodically and you leave local government to carry the burden, uh, the, the burden later on. So it is important that that kind of uh, uh, programs, as they happen, Chair, you, you, you have longevity, you have sustainability, and you are able to ensure that in the long run, local government is given that kind of capacity to move forward. So those are the kind of things that we want uh, uh, this committee to note so that in future it doesn't happen again. Thank you very much. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, 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 Councillor Tihale, uh, Mr. Mkoti, and uh, uh, Ms. Homozo. Uh, as we are wrapping up, uh, <clears throat> let, let me make the following. Uh, <clears throat> observations or points. I think we welcome the training of, of, of the councillors and officials and so on. I think that's, that's very important. There's induction everywhere and anywhere you, where you go. <clears throat> but there's one point that I would, I would like to make around training and so on, that uh, uh, especially when it comes to officials, not to the, not to the councillors, that uh, um, it starts by appointing a person with the, with the requisite skills for a particular job. For instance, you, you can't take somebody who can't debit and credit and make him, a, him or her a CFO and expect that you are going to, to train that person. So I think it's very critical uh, that that one is it's observed, right? Because that's, that's why you, you, you find situations where um, uh, we spend about a billion rand, for instance, to get consultants because in the first place, you have got somebody in that position who can't prepare the income statement, the balance sheet, the cash flow statement, you name them. And 
then we expect on that that person ends up just being a conduit. So I think that's one, if there's one impact um, uh, <clears throat> we want to give you is that one, that the starting point is to ensure that the people with the requisite skills are being appointed at those positions. Um, you, you can't expect somebody who has got no legal uh, uh, training to go and make him a head of, 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 of legal services. And in that instance, we find that all what he or she becomes, she becomes a conduit of, 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 of um, uh, going to the lawyers and you find that there is a, a you, you manage the municipality by, uh, by consultants. So I'm, I'm just trying to underline that part uh, of uh, <clears throat> ensuring that people with the requisite skills are, are appointed uh, in, in, in those jobs. We can't rely on training them. There is no way you can train them when they are there. It, it's, it's, it's too late. When you're in there, you just improve yourselves on, on, on those issues, on, on those areas. Then my other request uh, will be, you, 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 you spoke about your intervention as far as trying to ensure that there's economic recovery, there's the removal of, of red tapes and so on. It, it would be, look, that's, that's very important. Um, we, all these other things that we say we want to do service delivery and so on. If we don't have inclusive economic growth at the end of the day, they are just temporary. Um, um, the, the over collection at, at SARS again, it's, it's, it's just a blip. For us to make sure that our fiscal is sustainable, it's very important that all layers of government should put shoulder to the wheel and ensure that they've got measurable things that they are doing, which are going to help uh, uh, for help the country in terms of economic recovery and employment creation. So on that one, uh, I would, Councillor uh, Dihale uh, uh, and, 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 and uh, Ms. Komozo, it would be very interesting, we would like as, as, as a committee to be finished with that type of your approach or a document that you have prepared. Not necessarily tomorrow or when, but once we have that to say, these are interventions that you are making, that's what is happening, and these are the uh, expected outcomes of, 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 your, in, of your intervention. Um, we'll be uh, requesting a meeting with Salka uh, sometime down the line and just to check what progress we are making. And uh, ideally, this should, this should happen before the Division of Revenue Amendment B that is before the midterm budget, so that we are able to, to keep this uh, communication uh, alive. But uh, I think the, the, the interaction has been very worthwhile and very informative and highly appreciated. And uh, I'm sure you also noted the issues which have been raised by the honorable members uh, as pointers of areas that uh, you may want to, uh, to, to, fo to focus on. Um, so with those uh, words from uh, our side, thank you very much. Uh, uh, the, <clears throat> I think that takes care of, of, of uh, uh, your item on our agenda. You, you may remain uh, in, the, in, in the platform. Um, we've got no secrets, but thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. <clears throat> Honorable members, let's go to the um, next agenda item. Uh, 
let's look at the, the minutes of the 8th of March, 2022. They were sent to us, uh, and uh, I hope we have read them. Uh, if there is nothing to change, can I have uh, uh, the mover for the adoption of those minutes? Matafa, I move chairperson. Harold Matafa moves for the adoption of the minutes. Do I have a seconder? Marie second. Honorable Marie second. So the minutes of the 8th of March, 2022 are duly adopted. And then let's go to agenda item number six. Therein, do we have any announcements? Chairperson, uh, no, no, nothing from my side. Just a reminder of tomorrow's meeting, we will be having public hearings on the Division of Revenue Bill. We received submissions from Amandla.mobi and from um, the Women's Project. Let me just confirm the name, Chair. Women on Farms Project. Those are the two uh, um, organizations that will be making submissions tomorrow, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you so much, Darren. And again, let me thank our support, our support staff for the support that they are giving to the to the, to the committee, and thank the oral members for their contribution in this in this meeting, and the members of the public who are who are listening media. Thank you, everybody. This takes us to the end of the meeting, so the meeting is duly adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you, Anna Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Recording stopped. Thank you, Chair President. Thank you. Thank you, Chair.